0: Good evening, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked Podcast Network. On tonight's show, we have a special episode just prepared for you in conjunction with the Lockdown Sharks show. Before we get to the fun stuff, as always, you can find me on social media at hllivingloco and at lo underscore Winnipeg Jets, and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, please extend warm greetings to Locked On Sharks. I am joined by host J.D. Young of the Locked On Sharks show, and on tonight's episode, we're going to be kickstarting a part of a series where we're going to be interviewing a number of hosts from across the Locked On network, asking about their favorite teams and who they think guys on their current rosters might actually make the Hall of Fame, as well as players who are maybe good enough Ah. to get in or, or just haven't made the cut yet, but maybe deserve a nomination. Um, how are you doing, JD? Thanks for joining us.
1: I'm doing well, no problem. Uh, is this we're going to have some West Side Story music going on too while we do it, the generic uh, Sharks Jets thing to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought about that, but that's probably going to get copyright striked. So uh, <laughs> we're just going to have to imagine all of the musical numbers. I don't know. If, yes. uh, I don't know if there's any fun uh, musical segments between Patrick Liney and and uh, Eric Carlson, but. I'm sure somebody out there has probably had some sort of weird spin-off. So we'll just imagine. Oh, I'm sure it's been is. done. Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, but JD kicking us off, we did want to kind of roll into some current roster players and, and guys who are on the San Jose Sharks right now, who you thought might deserve Hall of Fame consideration, or in this case, are, are basically shoe-ins. What kinds of guys on your team would you imagine are going to get the nomination? And, and pretty much, it's like a slam dunk to get in.
1: So the most slam dunk one is Joe Thornton. So basically as soon as he decides to hang up his skates five years from now, um, you can set the timer for, what is it, three years, and then he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Like he's a first ballot slam dunk. No way he's not in the Hall of Fame, especially with – so right now he's 14th in points with 1,509, seventh all-time in assists at 1,089. And if he has a decent season next year, he'll jump up to six. He's won the Hart Trophy, won the – Art Ross in 2005-2006. like Joe Thornton, every, it's Jumbo Joe. Basically, the only thing missing from his resume is the elusive cup. Um, he's done it all. He's been in the league forever. He's been one of the best players in the league. He is a lock for the Hall of Fame.
0: Do you think that he's going to retire soon, or do you think that he'll try maybe giving it one more season and seeing if he can finally get that cup?
1: I think he, I expect him to be back next year with the Sharks. Uh, he's over in uh, Switzerland uh, kind of hanging out right now as he tends to do in August. Um, he signed with uh, Davos over there and he he's skating and practicing and uh, with those guys. And I fully expect when the season kicks off that he'll be, uh, he'll be in teal for at least another season.
0: If nothing else, even if he somehow, unbelievably doesn't make the uh, the Hall of Fame. He's probably one of my most obvious picks too. If if nothing else, we will always have some of his Hall of Fame quotes cuz that dude just seems to have a uh, some kind of one-liner for pretty much every question.
1: Yeah, he's the best, especially yeah, with, you know, uh, Thomas Hurdle's four-point game, his, uh, you know, the the rooster trick that basically if you're a Sharks fan, you want either the – you want first, number one, of course, you want to win the Cup. But number two is you want Joe Thornton to score four goals because we all want to see uh, Joe Thornton pull his hog out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about that's, – that's basically what everyone looks forward to these days. Yes. Um, but aside from Jumbo, Joe's perhaps uh, ironic nickname now, um, who else on the roster might you think get a cut? Cause I, I think there's one other guy that I would probably circle to, but there may be a couple of others that uh, people have thought about.
1: So the two other lock, I think are locks. I don't know if they will be first ballot, but there they will be hall of famers are Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. Um, uh, so I'll start with Burns since he's been, you know, with the sharks forever. Um, so for him, you know, he won the Norse trophy in 1617. He also has a second and third places, uh, in the Norse trophy voting, He's the active points leader for defensemen. Um, And only one defenseman who has won the Norris is, uh, and that is eligible for the Hall of Fame, is not in the Hall of Fame. So I think with him, just with his offense and the way he scores and his style of play and just how synonymous he is with the Sharks, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. And then Eric Carlson, um, you know, I mean, he's only been with the Sharks for two years, but his resume before with Ottawa uh, puts him in the Hall of Fame, I believe, as well. Um, two-time Norris Trophy winner. Um, so he won in the 2011-2012 season and the 2014-2015 season. And then he's fourth right now in active point, uh, active defenseman in points. So I think with both of them, um, you know, they've had their signature moments, like Carlson, you know, uh, dragging Ottawa to a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, with Burns, when he won the Norris, he scored 26 goals that season. So, I mean, they both have had, they both put up huge offensive numbers, um, which, and I think they'll, when you win the Norris, you're basically a lock for the Hall of Fame at that point.
0: That's interesting. I didn't even realize that only one of the Norris winners hadn't actually made the Hall. That is kind of a a fun stat. And what's kind of interesting, I guess, as far as eligible uh, candidates are concerned, but Mm -hmm what's kind of interesting is like when you see Carlson's career in a lot of ways, he was sort of a prototype for modern defensemen and, and Burns maybe hasn't quite had that same level of, of impact, but for me, he's always been like a super interesting player. I mean, he's somebody that I feel, I don't know. He's kind of a hard guy to get a read on. Cause I I, I always remember that people always called him like the Chewbacca of defensemen. Uh, but It's kind of easy to forget at one point that he was almost a thirty goal scorer, especially from the back end. I mean, what was he? I think he was a winger at one point before he got uh, converted to a defenseman, something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was. uh, He played a little wing um, with Minnesota, and then they just switched into defense. And then when the um, the Sharks were super, I think it was like twenty. 2014, 2015, I think uh, the Sharks were super depleted up front. Uh, so they had a line of baby Thomas Hurdle, uh, Brent Burns, and with Joe Thornton in the center and just wrecking shop for a while. So, um, yeah, he did play play some wing as well. And there's always the joke of, you know, he he's a better forward. But, um, you know, I think with just the – you know and especially with the hall of fame where it's a lot of it's you know how well can you felt the stat sheet and I think he's done that in his career especially as a defenseman and he's also been an iron man he doesn't get hurt he logs a bajillion minutes a night you know if we could spend hours talking about if that's actually helpful to the sharks or not but you know he's been such a mainstay with San Jose and um I think he'll get the nod as well
0: do you think Ed, that that all three of them deserve it i mean i th- for me at least two of those guys I, I would say are 100% locks at least in my thought. But, you know, as far as Burns maybe being slightly controversial by some I guess analysis, would you also be fine with him if he got the nod or or would you feel like maybe there was somebody else who should have gotten it?
1: Um I could see like he I think he'll be controversial for a little bit. Like I don't think he'll be a first ballot guy. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if there's a weak class you know, he could definitely sneak in there. I think he'll get in there eventually. So um, it's not like Thornton where, you know, they're going to have the the door open waiting for him when he, once he's done. And Eric Carlson, who, you know, I think will easily get in. But I think with Brent Burns, he's, I think he's done enough. And, you know, I think, like I said, winning a Norris and then not only just winning one, but also being in the top three, two other times. Um, I think that goes a long way.
0: I think, well, I think Winnipeg would be lucky to have any defenders make it into the Hall of Fame, especially anyone from their current roster right now. I think the Jets at this point have, well, actually, they would be lucky to have a guy of Burns or uh, Carlson's caliber at this rate. We don't really have much of a defense to speak of, that's for sure.
1: It's okay. Uh, I'll trade you goalie situations, though, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least one of those is probably helpful for a cup. Speaking of helpful for a cup, in just a little bit, we will cover a couple of players who maybe deserve something of a shout for for a Hall of Fame nomination, but for whatever reason, their resume just doesn't quite add up, and maybe they weren't really able to bust that hump and get the career That gets you an easy nomination. But before we are rejoined by Locked On Sharks, I did want to tell you a little bit about a pretty cool Winnipeg spot, Your Story Transmedia, which is a startup in e comic book, graphic novel, and video games publisher based in the Winnipeg area. Those of you who follow this podcast and follow my personal social media handles knew that I probably like to watch a lot of anime, play games, all that fun stuff. This is definitely a golden era of geekdom, and I'm certainly one of those guys who grew up on all of that stuff before I ended up becoming a sports nerd instead. Even still, I'm always down to check out a really Interesting series, and that's why Your Story stuff kind of appealed to me because it's got a real local flavor. Your Story just launched a brand new lineup of comic books, including their new flagship comic, The River Knows, which is set in Winnipeg during the 1960s. It's a noirish, hard boiled detective story meets Supernatural, X Files, with a little bit of Mad Men and Sin City thrown in for good measure. You can check out a digital ebook version at YourStory.ca for just $1.99. And if you want a hard copy, you can also purchase an 8.5x11 high quality first printing run of the same comics for just $11.99. For the gamers among you, be sure to keep an eye out for Year Story's upcoming published game, Alien Machine Glow, which focuses on the hijinks of a cucumber farmer who gains the ability to see aliens. You can check out more about Alien Machine Glow as well as Year Story's other comic books including Eon, Through Space and Time and Stuff, and Undercover UFO at yearstory.ca. And be sure to use one-time promo code JETS2020 to get 15% off your order. Welcome back to the Locked on Jets and Sharks crossover show where we are debating Hall of Fame candidates from the San Jose Sharks. We're, you know, we've talked about a couple of guys who are definitely going to be shoe-ins and who are absolute locks. Uh, Eric Carlson's going to be a lock. Jumbo Joe will definitely be a lock. Brent Burns at some point will probably get in. But, you know, J.D., what kinds of players do you think from the current roster would you feel actually deserve more of a nomination than they're likely to get? Is there anyone you feel who's definitely not going to make the cut but should have at least have some kind of an argument.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Mark Edward Vlasic. Um, he the, what kills him is he doesn't have the counting stats, right? So he's more of your like prototypical defensive defenseman. He's been an elite defenseman for a long time. I know the past couple of years haven't been the same with him. Um, he's you know about ready to start year nineteen with the Sharks. I came in the league at the age of nineteen. Um, elite player for a long time. He's won an Olympic gold. He won a juniors gold. Um, but you know, especially with the Norris trophy where they look more at the counting stats, uh, his highest Norris finishes 11th. Um, and he's only put up 326 points in uh, a little over a thousand games. So I think with him, um, he's been one of our, the generation's like best defensive defensemen. but I don't, I think with the lack of counting stats, he's not going to get the nod.
0: Yeah, I always think like with a guy who plays this particular kind of game, which especially when he was in his prime was a little bit more cerebral. I think a lot of people don't always appreciate what makes it so effective. And I, you know, I haven't seen him, I guess, like tracking shift by shift in a long time. But every time I did see him, I felt like, especially when he was in his younger years, he was always very defensively sound. He was having great position and gap control, which I think is, especially for like a modern day skater, very important. But if you could like change the criteria um, especially for, for the hall of fame consideration, has he actually won the Norris before or, or is he one of the guys who just hasn't gotten it yet?
1: Yeah, he hasn't gotten it yet. And it's, you know, it's again, I think uh, it's because of the counting stats, you know, and with, with play with defensemen where they, um, they look at that. And that's such a kind of a big, it's, it's almost where, where you need like the selkie for the defenseman where it's like, okay, who's the best defensive defenseman. And, you know, like, um doesn't give a you know they're not blowing goals and um you know they actually help their team defensively um it's you almost kind of need an award like that because if there was something like that he would have easily won that during his heyday um his injury in the 2014 season to the in the first the kings if he was there the i have i'm fully confident the sharks would have not been reverse swept and probably won the cup that year. They were monsters that year, but concussion. And unfortunately his loss, uh, that was the end of that.
0: Yeah. I could imagine that a, a Selkie for defenseman a would be always controversial because everyone has different opinions on what makes good, good quality yeah. defenders these days. But it, I would imagine that Vlasic would have had more than one of those trophies at some point. As aside from like, at, you know, Vlasic being one of the best defenders and, and really one of the best sharks who's been on this roster for wow, 19 years. I didn't even realize that that is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. In what other players would you imagine kind of fall under his similar category of really also needing a shadow? Or is there anyone else that really qualifies for that?
1: So I'm gonna cheat a little with this one. Uh so Patrick Marlowe, I know he ended the season with the Penguins, but I actually expect him to be to re-sign with the Sharks next season. And since he started with the season with the Sharks, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cheat here a little bit, but so with him, he's really interesting because I think he has the counting stats. Um, so right now he's sitting uh, 25th over uh, in goals. So 562 goals for in his career. Um, he's fifth in games played with over 1700 and next season, he'll actually pass Cordy how for most games played um, of the 45 players with over 500 goals. Cause that's, you know, 500 goals is such a huge um, kind of, Uh, number to hit there's only eight uh players who are not in the hall of fame um who's not eligible and then ovechkin and marlo are both active and there's a couple other guys so i think he has the counting stats um but the kind of the case against him is he was never the best player on his team let alone one of the best players in the league um, you know, he kind of he racked up um, you know, he had a couple like 40 goal seasons and stuff, but when you're playing with prime Joe Thornton, uh, you know, we've seen guys like Jonathan Chichu who racked up, you know, fifty goal seasons and then kind of disappeared. But not that I think I think Marla's much better than Chichu, but um he never was really um, you know, uh, nominated for those big awards. He got a couple of top threes for the Lady Bing. Um he three all-star games and stuff, but He's going to be one of those those guys who I think the Hall of Fame is going to struggle with in trying to decide if he's worthy of being in the Hall or not.
0: Yeah, I, I think for all of these players who often have easy qualifications and nominations, you often run into these players who are sort of on the cusp of true greatness but never really proving that they have like a bona fide lock. And I could easily see Marlowe being one of those cases. If you, I mean, this is kind of another cheat but would you think that like someone like Pavelski has a similar case? I always felt like Pavelski's probably a little bit held in, in slightly lesser regard, but might not be as far off.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I personally, like Pavelski is one of my all time favorite players, um, you know, and we could, I, we could get into, you know, if the structure tried try to resign him and not, uh, but um, I don't think he's going to have, quite the county numbers um he's in the 400 goal range right now um you know he has his big thing is his clutch moments uh which i you know Marlowe has you know especially in his younger career he's you know kind of gotten the uh in the playoffs you know where he hasn't performed to where he should be playing performing and stuff um but i think is also going to be in that um hall of very very good he might get the bump too though uh just because um when look looking at american born players where he ranks really highly in um in the like american born category players you know especially with in his playoff performances um so he might get a little bit of an extra push there I think if he, Dallas, we're watching the game right now, but if, if Dallas comes back and he wins the cup, that might kind of give him that little extra bump to put him over the edge too.
0: Yeah, apparently it's just came up on the screen that he's he's got 13 playoff goals so far in this, uh, I guess this this real fake playoff picture, which is kind of incredible when you think about it. 13 goals at his age, especially. I mean, he's not old, old or anything, but as far as hockey players, are, he's certainly getting up there. But again, he just seems to somehow always find those moments. And I wonder if if again they, they were to win a cup, maybe maybe that gives him a little bit of a random push because you never know how these voters feel about this kind of stuff. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I think with you know, like we've seen it before, where it's just that that guy we, whenever you're like, Oh, and cup winner, it's like, yeah. oh, that kind of puts him in the that, that next level. So
0: Speaking of players finally busting the hump and getting over that last little bit of the stretch where they need something special to define their career and get them a Hall of Fame nomination, up next we'll challenge JD Young and the rest of Locked On Sharks to choose one or more players from the Sharks of past or present to get a guaranteed Hall of Fame career and why they'd choose these players. Speaking of guaranteeing excellent things... I guarantee you, you're gonna love Built Bar if you're looking for a protein bar alternative that's more like a candy bar with a soft, chewy interior. Most of us who like protein bars as meal replacements, pre-workout, supplements, or even snacks know that most protein bars are just not that good. A lot of them are dry, really chemically flavored, or they're just really boring. If you wanna shake things up, Bilt Bar has your back. They've just relaunched with a new and improved recipe and six new flavors, including Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Of their original 12 flavors, I have to recommend raspberry and mint brownie as two of my favorites, but if you can't decide, they have a sampler pack that lets you try multiple flavors so you can find the personal favorite that fits your taste buds. The good news is that all of their flavors taste great, so no matter what, you're a winner. And you can enjoy Built Bars guilt-free. All of their flavors are 200 calories or less, around 5 grams of net carbs, and between 15 to 19 grams of protein. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so they're perfect for keto diets, as well as weight maintenance and weight loss programs. Right now, our listeners can enjoy a cool $10 off their next order at BiltBar.com when they use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for $10 off your next order. All right, welcome to the Locked On Jets Sharks show. We are going to close tonight's show out with our fun question that we teased just a little bit earlier. I wanted to talk to JD about a a player from the either the past or the present of the San Jose sharks franchise. You know, we have a lot of guys who are often players who don't really ever have hall of fame careers, but JD, if you could pick somebody, any player, or even more than one, you know, what players would you want a guaranteed hall of fame career with a guaranteed induction in who would you pick?
1: All right. So I reached out to my, uh, my co-host for this one and got their ideas as well. So, um, we'll start with Kyle. Uh, he his all time favorite player is Owen Nolan, and Owen Nolan's one of those players again, where it's kind of like the Pavelski, where they're the hall of very, very, very good. Um, he was the Sharks' first like bona fide superstar. Um, you know, like he has over four hundred goals, and he has his signature moment with the uh, the All Star game. You know, calling a shot on Hossick, Hossick. Um So I think. He's one of those guys where if he could, you know, maybe if he got that to hit that 500 goal mark um, and that that might make his Hall of Fame case, you know, that much stronger.
0: And then if you could pick one player yourself, who would you who would you have chosen? Someone like Wawowski or somebody maybe a different kind of player?
1: So, um, well, then let me for my uh, my other co-host, Eric, we're we're the you know, three of us. Uh, he pick Timo just because he loves Timo. And I mean, Timo is only 22, 23, and he has plenty of hockey in front of him. But um, if we could guarantee a hall of fame performance from him right in front of our eyes, that wouldn't be bad. Um, I'm going to go with my current favorite player hurdle. Um, He's definitely had his signature moments where, you know, his coming out with four goals, including uh, literally ending a goalie's career, um, got kind of, off track with some knee injuries so you wonder if he doesn't have those knee injuries um you know dustin brown deciding that he wants to destroy hurdle and um if he doesn't have those knee injuries and kind of puts him on that track for a hall of fame career
0: yeah i think uh tamash always seems like he's been a little bit unlucky especially with a lot of the injury bugs that have gone around and and i think it's just one of those unfortunate things that maybe is going to hold his career back uh, but, you know, out of curiosity, are there any other past Sharks that you would have thought, you know, would have been great to see them or more or less uh, most of your connections are with like, I guess, contemporary Sharks and guys who are kind of on this current roster?
1: Um, I think Chichu is an interesting one because he's kind of that guy, you know, where he kind of comes in um and he lights the league up for a couple of years and then he just kind of disappears. So it would have been interesting to see if he had that. Um, was able to kind of put that second act to his career together where he, you know, he has his 50 goals and then he kind of settles into, you know, a nice 20 to 30 goal score for the next, you know, six, seven, eight years after that. Um, and then kind of try to rack up some numbers from him. Um, he, he, the guy couldn't escape very well, but, you know, playing with Joe Thornton, prime Joe Thornton, setting you up um, and the guy, he could shoot. so.
0: Yeah, sometimes you just find those guys who randomly, for no particular reason, are amazing finishers, even if the rest of their game lacks a little bit of a, uh, what we'll say is finesse. I think, uh, <laughs> there's a couple of guys like the who have played for the Jets like that. I think Drew Stafford was one for the longest time. I think Winnipeg at one point extended him, and you know Drew didn't really have well many attributes that would define like a high end forward, but. Dude in front of the net, I mean, he he seemed to just put it away. I don't know why, but he always seemed to find himself in the right position, and it sounds like Chichu had something of a, a similar reputation. I thought for some reason he was also a little bit of a tougher guy. I always remember people, I don't know if he was one of those players who kind of mixed it up a bit, but for some reason I always felt like he was a, a fan favorite as well.
1: Uh, yeah, Chichu, then there was like Ryan Klo at the same, you know, and he was one of those guys who uh, kind of those old school forwards who could, um, you know, score, then like, get his Gordie Howe hat trick and, you know, get an assist and fight somebody. Um, he I know he had some concussion issues, I believe. And actually, I think he got into coaching, but had to retire after that uh, because of, of long-term stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he's always been kind of a, a fan favorite too for San Jose. And it'd be interesting to see if he didn't have those issues and um, was able to kind of maybe be a little bit more of a scorer um, if how his career would have turned out.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a couple of players that unfortunately had their careers ended prematurely could have been really special. I always yep. uh, I always feel like for me, if I had to choose one player to to have a Hall of Fame career and, and maybe he will have a some kind of a shout because of I don't know. I, I feel like Dustin Bufflin for me has always been a player who, mm-hmm. who was one of the most exciting and dynamic guys. And and was really a special, unique player. You just don't really find guys who play the position the way that he did. But you know I think always that that counting stats thing is just it can be a little bit hard to break that barrier especially when you're a player who's not you know posting 30 or 40 goals a season
1: yeah it's you know I'm kind of getting off track here but for me the guy that's always been like that um I mean he's he's a hall of famer but uh Eric Lindros like I grew up as a Flyers fan and he was my first like favorite player and um he was an amazing player but you just wonder if the concussions and the injuries how if you could have taken it to that, like, as we talk about, you know, like the um, Gretzky's and the um, Ovechkin's and guys like that, where they, you just know it's like, oh, it's, that's Lindros. So.
0: Yep. Well, JD, I think that will do it for tonight's conversation regarding our potential San Jose shark hall of fame inductees, as well as our, our general hall of fame favorites. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do you have any social media channels? Our wonderful listeners should check out.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at my MyFryHole. Of course, you can catch uh, the content, boys. We're on Locked on Sharks uh, five days a week, as, as you guys are as well. Um, we have some cool interviews coming up. We actually got uh, Chris Peters from ESPN to, to talk draft stuff, since uh, we haven't had anything to look forward to since March, except for the draft. So check us out this week. We'll have him on, I think, uh, for Wednesday and Thursday show.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, J.D., and have a great evening.
1: All right, you too. Thanks, man.
0: Thank you so much for listening to tonight's special episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets crossover show with Lockdown Sharks. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Our next episode will feature Trey Matthews of Lockdown New Jersey Devils to talk about what current roster players on New Jersey's squad might make the haul. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets, go.